0: What is up, everybody? It is JT Sports. I'm back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. And I'm here with my college football week seven preview and predictions. This has been a really memorable year of college football so far. We had Texas a and defeat Alabama. We've had a lot of upsets. We had a lot of entertaining matchups like the Red River Showdown coming down to the wire of Texas and Oklahoma. We had a really good game last week. Arkansas taking on Ole Miss. Ole Miss coming out with the one-point victory after Arkansas decided to go for the win instead of overtime. Like This has just This has been a really incredible year of college football. There's been a lot of surprising teams who are ranked at the top, such as Iowa. Like, this year of college football has been incredible. And I'm looking forward to another entertaining week. We're going to be talking about Oklahoma State going on the road taking on Texas, we have Kentucky and Georgia and my game of the week we got Auburn taking on Arkansas and Florida taking on LSU. If this is your first time listening to the JT Sports podcast, welcome. I appreciate you for listening in. Make sure that you go ahead and follow me on my social media platforms. You can follow me on Instagram and twitter at jt sports underscore once again you can follow me on instagram and twitter at jt sports underscore make sure that you go ahead follow those platforms so you can keep up to date with everything that's going on with jt sports and lastly, make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel, which is JT Sports. Now, the first matchup that we have to talk about, we have 12th ranked Oklahoma State currently undefeated at five and no, taking on 25th ranked Texas, who is four and two. Texas enters this game as of right now as a five and a half point favorite. This game is gonna be played on Fox with a 12 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. Now, Oklahoma State, has lost their previous two matchups to texas so they're looking to end that streak this weekend oklahoma state is coming off a bye the last time i remember seeing oklahoma state play they defeated baylor in a pretty solid and entertaining matchup now mike gundy and his presser, the head coach for Oklahoma State, talked about how one of his biggest focuses going into this game for this Oklahoma State team was trying to limit the big plays of Texas and trying to contain quarterback Casey Thompson. And I definitely understand why because Texas under Steve Sarkeesian, their offense has been really explosive as we saw last week against Oklahoma in the Red River shootout. It's called the Red River Showdown, but really that's what it was. It was a shootout. Texas had a lot of big explosive plays. I think that Texas for the wide receivers last week, they played their best game out of the whole entire year like the wide receivers for texas were really impressive and on top of that casey thompson also had a really good game that was probably the best game that he's played up to this point of his longhorns career b john robinson had a heisman worthy performance he had a really big run that went viral when he made a lot of defenders miss like texas right now is peaking i think texas is playing some of their best football and although this is a team that has a 4-2 record like i feel like this team has hit a ceiling and i think they're playing at a really high level now we do have to mention the fact that texas defense looks to be non-existent so if texas is going to win this game and the remaining games that they have left on their schedule they're probably going to have to outscore everybody which is something that nobody's really new to when it comes to the big 12 but Something that I said the last time I talked about Oklahoma State is that this is an entirely different Oklahoma State team that we're accustomed to seeing, because normally when you think about Oklahoma State and you think about Mike Gundy, you think about offenses that are able to put up a lot of points on the board, not really having great defense, and throwing the football all throughout the air, well, this is a different Oklahoma State team. Like, Oklahoma State, over the last couple of years, has kind of went through an identity change, because normally this is a team that likes to throw the football over the air now this is a team that is more a little bit more run heavy and this is a team that wins games playing great defense and mike gundy was to ask about this during his um his press conference earlier monday when people were trying to talk about the playing style of texas because you know texas has been Involved in a lot of high scoring affairs. Meanwhile, you have Oklahoma State, who's kind of been involved in more low-scoring affairs. They like to win games with their defense. And Mike Gundy said, Yeah, man, he doesn't want to get into a shootout with Texas. And I understand why. Because Oklahoma State's offense has not really been all that great this year. Spencer Saunders hasn't really played all that great against Baylor. He was 13 or 20. 23 182 passing yards he threw a touchdown and three picks like he looked rattled like spencer saunders hasn't really looked all that great he hasn't really improved all that much there were a lot of cowboy fans who are heavily vocal and criticized his performance so hopefully spencer saunders can get back in the right direction going against a texas defense that isn't all that great And also with Mike Gundy alluding to the point that his offense isn't really built to get into a shootout, I think that it's really important that Oklahoma State doesn't allow Texas to have a big first quarter and get out to a big lead early like how they did last week against Oklahoma. Because Oklahoma State to me isn't really a team that is built to come back from behind. And that may seem a little bit weird because you think about Oklahoma State and what this team has done in the past offensively this team just really isn't there offensively you know I don't really know if it's a talent issue the off the line isn't really all that great but I mean you do have a pretty good running back in Jalen Warren and he's probably going to have to have a big game if you're going to look to win this game if you're an okay state fan now on top of that Texas run defense you know isn't really all that great as a matter of fact they allowed 339 rushing yards against Oklahoma last Week and you gotta remember that Oklahoma has kind of struggled with the run game for the whole entire year, and they just came out of nowhere last week and they just laid a in on that Texas run defense. And Texas is allowing nearly 200 rushing yards per game. They're 98th in rushing yards per game, and they're allowing 5.4 yards per attempt. So I definitely could see Jalen Warren having a big game, but I also feel like Spencer Saunders is probably going to have to have a big game on the ground as well. Make sure that that rushing attack can open up things for the passing game and see if you can get some early shots when it comes to play action down the field now if Oklahoma State gets down early, I feel like this game is pretty much going to be lost by that point because then if they have to come from behind, that means they're probably gonna have to abandon the running game and they're probably gonna have to try to throw the football to get back into it, which is a recipe for disaster because Spencer Sanders has really been all that great this year. So I don't really know how confident you would be if you're an Oklahoma State fan, having to rely on him to throw you back into the football game. Now, B. John Robinson is having a Heisman win worthy season and I keep stressing this that B. John Robinson as of right now is the best player in all of college football and the Heisman Trophy is awarded to the most outstanding player in college football which at least is the description that they give for the Heisman Trophy and right now I think it's fair to say that B. John Robinson has been the most outstanding player in college football when you think about the Heisman Trophy you know Normally around this time you have a name that is really popular and everybody by this point knows who's going to win it. But this season hasn't really had that star who's broken out yet, who everybody has been like, yeah, man, like you know he he's it. You get what I'm saying? Last year was Devonte Smith, and it took a while for people to finally come around with Devonte Smith because you know the Heisman Trophy normally is awarded to quarterbacks, not really skill position when it comes to wide receiver. Or even a running back all that often but when you look at B. John Robinson I definitely feel like he is starting to cement himself as the best player in college football and look at the performance that he had last week against Oklahoma like I really feel like he deserves more talk be in that Heisman conversation as a matter of fact I would go as far to say as B. John Robinson is my front runner for the Heisman trophy this year and if Texas is going to have a chance of winning this game it's going to come down to B. John Robinson because you're facing a very good Oklahoma State D Defense that's only a 2.8 yards per carry, which is ninth in the nation, and they have the ninth best run defense in college football, allowing 88 rushing yards per game. Now, even though Oklahoma State's offense has had their struggles, I really feel like they could put up some points against a really lackluster texas defense that's been awful this season allowing a lot of points or 79th in points per game allowed and 97th and yards per game allowed so there's definitely the opportunity for oklahoma state to put up some points in this game and i really feel like if they can get that running game going and they can control the clock keep Texas offense off the field and keep their defense on the field I really feel like they could have a really good chance of winning this game but overall I'm going to take Texas to win this game now Texas is a five and a half point favorite which I don't really know if this would be an upset because they're a favorite to win this game, but you know Oklahoma State is ranked higher, but I think that Texas is going to give Oklahoma State some problems, and that's why I'm taking them to win this game because first of all, yeah, Oklahoma State has a great defense, but Oklahoma State hasn't shown me that they're able to sustain drives, which means that they're probably going to have a lot of three and outs. I also don't trust Spencer Sanders, and if that rain game, is going then you pretty much don't have anything to work with on offense so even though Oklahoma State's defense is good I don't feel like their offense is going to give them too many breaks now I eventually feel like Texas is going to be able to take control of this game late in the game because of the struggles that Oklahoma State could have offensively and I know that Texas defense isn't great but at the same time you know Spencer Sanders and this whole entire Oklahoma State offense outside of Jalen Warren hasn't really been on the same page so I really feel like Texas Texas is going to end up scoring some points. And although their defense is going to hold them, I eventually think that eventually Oklahoma State is going to eventually fold and Texas is going to win this game 31-17. Is my final score prediction in this game. Well, I'm not going to say 17. I'm probably going to say Texas wins 38 to 27 because i will have a hard time seeing texas defense hold anybody to less than 20 points so i really feel like oklahoma state will put up some points but i just feel like texas is going to end up breaking through in this game due to the strokes that oklahoma state has had so far this season on the offensive side of the football in my game of the week, we have 11th ranked Kentucky who currently is 6-0 on the year taking on Georgia who also is 6-0, ranked the number 1 team in the nation. This game is going to kick off at 3:30 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS. Georgia enters this game currently as a 23 and a half point favorite, which is the largest um, point differential that I've seen Georgia favored in over the last couple of weeks because when they played Arkansas I believe they were like an 18 point favorite and then when they had played last week against Auburn I think they were a 14 and a half point favorite they're a 23 point favorite in this game for a reason and the reason for that is because We don't really know how well Kentucky's offense is going to perform in this game. Now, we know that Kentucky is really good when it comes to running the football with running back Chris Rodriguez, who has been one of the more underrated running backs in college football this year. 759 rushing yards, five touchdowns, averaging 6.3 yards per carry on the season. But when you look at this Georgia defense, they have played Arkansas and they have played Auburn. And if you're a Wildcats fan, you're probably saying, okay, JT, what do Arkansas and Auburn have anything to do with us? Well, Auburn and Arkansas have two of the best rushing attacks in all of college football. And Georgia held Auburn to a whopping 46 rushing yards last week. And they held Arkansas to 75 rushing yards on the year when they played a couple of weeks ago. So this is a Georgia defense that has been phenomenal when it comes to shutting down the opposing rushing attack. So if we're looking at Kentucky... I think it's fair to say that I don't expect Kentucky to have that much success running the football on Georgia. Now, Kentucky's offensive line is really good. This is one of the best offensive lines in the SEC. However, this isn't just your normal defensive line. And a lot of people are going to say, well, JT, Georgia hasn't faced a physical team like Kentucky." And maybe you can say that's true or not true because I think Auburn is a pretty physical team up front. I think that Arkansas is a pretty physical team up front. But I can understand if you want to say that. But however, this isn't your normal, typical style defensive line. Georgia has some X-Men on defense. I think that's the only way you can describe these monsters. Jordan Davis, once again, number 99 for Georgia is a freak. I've never seen a defensive tackle be able to not only get off his block and get out to the edge that fast, but this guy is a monster. This guy has incredible spy size, athleticism. I don't know how you stop this guy if you're Kentucky. I don't know how you stop half the guys on this Georgia defense because a lot of these guys on this Georgia defense are going to be playing on Sundays and they're going to be high draft picks in the next upcoming years. First round, second round, this is all I see when it comes to the front seven of this defense. Like, you're looking at X-Men. Like, these guys are not human. So if you're a Wildcats fan, you have to understand what you're getting into. And it's crazy because after Kentucky pulled the upset against Florida a couple of weeks ago, after the game, you had Kentucky fans saying, we want Bama. And there was like somebody in the background saying, no, you don't want Bama. And Kentucky fans continue to say we want Bama. Well, you get Georgia. So you have your shot of the best team in college football. And you all, you know what they say, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And this Georgia team is playing on a different level. Now, we don't know who's going to start at quarterback because Stetson Bennett has been starting for JT Daniels over the last couple of weeks. But JT Daniels has been coming along. Kirby Smart said that he had a pretty good throwing session last week. And it remains to be seen what happens this week, if he's able to practice or whatnot. But still don't really know who we're gonna have starting at quarterback rather that be Stetson Bennett I think Stetson Bennett has played fairly well they don't really ask him to do all that much because the rank game for Georgia has been so dominant this year and Georgia has yet to play a team that has been able to test them up front offensively so you're looking at that Kentucky defensive line who has been pretty good this year are you going to be able to challenge Georgia at the line of scrimmage on the offensive front now you already know when it comes to Georgia's defense this is the best defense in college football their number one in points per game allow only a lot of five and a half points i think they have only allowed what two touchdowns on the defense side of the football in their last six games and when you look at their yards per game average it's extremely low So for Will Levis, is he going to be able to make the big throws to help Kentucky win? Now, he had a pretty good game against LSU, even though he didn't really have to do that much. He threw three touchdowns, 145 passing yards through the air, 14 to 17. So Will Levis... I mean, we're going to see just how good he really is because if Kentucky is going to win this game, I doubt that is going to be through the ground. If they're going to win this game, they're going to have to beat Georgia throwing the football. Now, there have been a couple of people who have said that they don't really know how good Georgia's secondary is. They think that a lot of teams haven't really had a chance to test that secondary because nobody really has a lot of time to sit back there and throw the football when you have these Wolverines on D. These- Defense for Georgia or these X-Men. So for Kentucky, if you can give Will Levis enough time to throw the football and try to get the ball out to wide receiver Wandell Robinson, I definitely feel like that's gonna be a big focal point. You gotta find ways to get Wandell Robinson involved in this game, rather that be jet sweeps. Um, trying to get the run game somewhat established so you can try to take shots downfield to him via play action, maybe try to get some bubble screens going to him. But I really feel like you're gonna have to find a way to get Wanda Robinson the ball because it does look like Chris Rodriguez is going to be in for a big game. We look at how Georgia has fared against some of the best rushing attacks in all of college football. Nobody this season yet has had success running the football against Georgia. Now, I'm not saying that that Kentucky can have success running the football against Georgia but based on for what we've seen out of this Georgia defense over the last couple of weeks Arkansas has one of the best rushing attacks in college football Auburn has one of the best rushing attacks in college football and none of those two teams were able to muster even over 100 yards rushing against Georgia so it kind of looks like Kentucky has some low chances of you know being the first to crack over 100 and if I was a betting man and you were saying JT, I bet $100 that Kentucky would get over 100 rushing yards. I probably wouldn't make that deal. Now, for Kentucky, you also have a pretty solid defense. Now, you're 11th in points per game allowed, you're 15 in yards per game allowed. So, my question is can they somewhat limit the rushing attack? Of Georgia and force Stetson Bennett to have to beat you through the air because I don't really feel like Stetson Bennett has really had to worry about doing too much because there hasn't really been much that he's had to do. So if you have to force Stetson Bennett to win the game for you, if you're Kentucky, I think you will be feeling pretty confident about your chances of winning this game. And Stetson Bennett is pretty solid; he has improved compared to how he performed last year. But in the, the day, there's still reason why JT Daniels is the starting quarterback so if you can't force Stetson Bennett to have to make some throws on third and long you know maybe you have the opportunity to get some stops but if you can't stop the Russian attack, then you're probably going to be in for a long afternoon and Kentucky allowed LSU to have 147 rushing yards to their running back, Davis Price, he also had two touchdowns and averaged 6.7 yards per attempt, which doesn't really increase my confidence in this Kentucky Wildcats defense and their ability to stop the run because LSU is a team that has struggled to run the football all year. They're one of the worst teams in college football when it comes to running the football, and yet they had a really good game against Kentucky. Then you look at what happened when they played Florida a couple of weeks ago, They had a pretty good time running the football. So for me, you know, I kind of wonder if kentucky is going to be able to limit this ground game of georgia and like i said last week when georgia played auburn if you're able to hold georgia to a less than 150 rushing yards on the day i feel like that's somewhat of a victory and also kentucky is probably going to have to force some turnovers if they want to win this game they're going to have to try to find some ways to steal some extra possessions you're probably going to have to make sure that you're able to win the special teams battle and you can't come up empty on any possession like even if you have to kick a field goal you better make sure that you're able to get some points on the board for georgia because the question that i've been asking every time i preview a georgia game or anytime somebody plays georgia is going to be can they hang around to the fourth quarter can they keep the game close enough that they can be in striking distance come the last six minutes now, I'm not saying that Georgia is unbeatable because, like we saw with Alabama last week, any team can be beat on any given Saturday. The question is, is Kentucky the team that could pull it off? I don't think so. I'm going to take Georgia to win, and I think that Georgia wins comfortably. I think Georgia wins this game 34-14. to It's my final score prediction in this game. I'm going with the Bulldogs. Okay, I got to get a quick sip of water real quick. we have four and two auburn taking on 17 ranked arkansas this game is going to be played 12 p.m eastern time on cbs arkansas enters this game as a three and a half point favorite and this is the first home game that arkansas has had in the last three weeks you know they were on the road their last couple of matchups now they return home it looks like this game is going to be sold out according to what i've heard from razorback fans so far when it comes to ticket sales so this is going to be a loud, noisy game. If you're i'm an auburn fan and for arkansas they're looking to avoid losing three straight we knew that the month of october was going to be a tough stretch for this team okay you look at the fact that you had to play Ole Miss last week then before that you had to play georgia you had to play texas a&m so you've had to play some really tough teams and you have another tough team in auburn now for arkansas You lost that game to Ole Miss. Pretty much, you had Sam Pittman who wanted to win the game instead of playing for overtime i am a big fan of the move okay i felt like it was the right decision however i felt like the play calling could have been you know a little bit better in that situation when you had over 300 rushing yards against the old miss defense that couldn't stop you to save your life i probably would have tried to run the football instead of trying to do a rollout with my quarterback at that side of the field but you know i I'm not the guy calling the plays, you know, I get paid to talk about this. I don't get paid to, you know, call the plays, but you know, Everybody had, you know, their fair share of criticism for Sam Pittman during that game, but I felt like he made the right move going for it. And I feel like most of Razorback Nation and Arkansas fans agree with the decision to try to win the game instead of playing for overtime. A lot of people just didn't really like the play calling. And when we look at the defense, okay, the run defense for Arkansas hasn't been good their last two matchups. Last week against Ole Miss, they allowed 324 runs yards. that allowed 273 rushing yards against Georgia. And I think a big reason for this is because of the scheme and the way that the three-three-five defense is set up. You got three down linemen and you got three linebackers, which means that you're going to have to make sure that your linebackers are able to cover the edges. And I don't really think that Arkansas's linebackers are all that fast enough or athletic enough to be able to cover their edges because that looks like to be the weakness of that Arkansas run defense. It's not like they're getting getting beat consistently when they run the football up against them through the gut it looks like arkansas's defense gets beat when they have to cover edge when teams are running outside of the tackles and when you look at auburn you have a really great group of running backs in tank bigsby and Hunter. so arkansas i mean you're gonna have your word cut out for them because Tank Bixby is one of the best running backs in all of college football and he didn't really have a great game last week against Georgia so this Arkansas run defense has struggled over the last couple of weeks so if you're an Auburn fan you definitely feel confident confident in your ability to establish the run game however Auburn has Bo at quarterback and Bo I don't really feel like he played that bad last week against Georgia. Okay, now I know he did miss some wide open wide receivers and things like that. But overall, I don't really feel like Bo Nix did all that bad last week against Georgia. At the same time, it's so easy to point the blame at Bo Nix. However, Auburn's wide receivers league the SEC and drops. So the wide receivers for Auburn haven't really been all that consistent. And although you look at a Razorback defense that got shredded by an Ole Miss offense that's one of the best in the nation last week, I don't really expect Auburn's passing attack to just catch fire against Arkansas secondary. So when you look at Bo Nix, he's probably gonna have to have another great performance. He needs to have the performance that he had a couple of weeks ago when Auburn defeated LSU. Like, I feel like that is the best Game that I ever saw Bo Nix play in against LSU. He was extending plays. He was making things happen with his legs. He was kind of looking like John Menzel 2.0 out there. So that's where Auburn is going to win this game at. They're going to have to make sure that Bo Nix is able to utilize his legs. And they're probably going to need to run Bo Nix a lot, you know, try to get some design quarterback runs going. Because what Auburn likes to do is they like to use that run game to open up the passing game, you know, get some play action shots down field try to get the RPO game going try to get some read option going like you got to get Bo Nix legs involved in this game because I feel like that's where Bo Nix is at his best when he's able to use his legs when he's trying to extend plays and things like that and if you're Arkansas you're probably going to try to keep him contained in the pocket now if you're an Auburn fan I feel pretty confidence in a lot of confidence in Bo Nix going into this game believe it or not which is something that I never have had in Bo Nix but you know I feel pretty high on Bow Nix going into this game because you look at what Matt Corral did to his Arkansas defense last week even though Matt Corral isn't Bo Nix he's way better than Bo Nix you also gotta look at the fact that Bo Nix is extremely athletic and he's really good with his legs so I really feel like that could be something to look out for if you are Auburn fan you want to try to get Bo Nix going on the ground which also is going to help out that rushing attack because then Arkansas is going to have to try to find more ways to stop that rushing ground game Also, Arkansas could be in for another big performance offensively. We saw what K.J. Jefferson did last week. I mean, the dude was on fire, and he's having a really good season so far. He's thrown for 1,235 pass yards, nine touchdowns to three picks, completing 62.7% of his passes. He also has five touchdowns on the ground and 320 rushing yards on the year, and I feel like him and this Arkansas offense could be in for another big game because this Auburn defense has kind of, you know, faltered down the stretch. Their last couple of games, I really feel like their defense hasn't played as good as what they did the start of the year, you know. See if you can get that pass rush going if you're Auburn. Hopefully your secondary can improve. But for the most part, you know, Auburn's defense hasn't really played all that well over the last couple of weeks. So I think that Arkansas could explode offensively for another week in this game. Now, for the wide receivers of Auburn, you have to be a lot better. Too many draw passes, a lot of inconsistency. You know, I don't really like the route running. And Arkansas fired their wide receiver coach not too long ago, like during the season. And if Arkansas is going to be challenged in this game, I really feel like Auburn is going to have to make sure that they're able to throw the football Because I don't think that you're going to be able to beat... Arkansas just strictly being one dimensional. Okay, one thing about Ole Miss was the fact that they were able to throw the football as well as run the football. Now, outside of Georgia, because Georgia is just a physically dominant team. There hasn't really been a team that's been able to just be one-dimensional against Arkansas. Like, you're going to have to be a balanced football team. You just can't run the football all game and not ask Bo Nix to have to beat you through the air and expect to win this game if you're Auburn. So if you're Auburn, you're going to have to have a good performance all around on offense. And one thing that Brian Harson said in his press conference is that the offense has to finish drives auburn isn't doing their defense any favors because they're just too consistent offensively so they have to be able to finish drives get inside the red zone try to score points and i think the red zone is going to be a big determining factor in finding out who's going to be the winner or loser of this game because both of these two defenses aren't really good in the red zone as a matter of fact auburn has one of the worst red zone defenses in all of college football and arkansas isn't that too far away we saw it Old Miss was able to do when they were able to get inside the red zone so I think it's really important okay so for me personally you look at how these two teams stack up up front I think that Auburn's defensive line is pretty good so I definitely think that Arkansas's offensive line is going to get challenged and I've said this all year I feel like Arkansas has one of the best offensive lines in college football the question is is Auburn going to be able to challenge them I definitely feel like they can okay so up front I think that is pretty I think that Arkansas has the slight advantage up front when it comes to their offensive line versus Auburn's defensive line. But the question is, can Auburn get consistent pressure on KJ Jefferson? On top of that, Same problem that Arkansas is going to have with Bo Nix. You're going to have with K.J. Jefferson because K.J. Jefferson is a true dual threat quarterback. He can beat you through the air and he can beat you with his legs as well. So, I mean, what is going to be the philosophy if you're the defensive coordinator for Arkansas? How are you going to try to stop it? On top of that, you have to game plan for a whole slew of running backs. Like, these guys have the avengers of running backs when it comes to college football. Literally, like, anybody can get going. So, For Auburn, I'm going to take Arkansas to win. I just feel like Auburn right now, offense, I don't really trust them. Okay, I don't really trust their wide receivers' ability to consistently be able to get open. I don't really trust them to be able to sustain drives. And I eventually feel like Arkansas is going to pull away in this game. Even though I don't expect this game to be a blowout, a lot of people expect this game to be pretty close and tightly contested. And I understand why, but at the same time, I feel like Arkansas is going to win this game by at least two touchdowns. So I'm going to take Arkansas to win. 31-17 is going to be my final score prediction in this game. I don't really feel like this is going to be a blowout. I feel like Auburn is going to hang around. But at the same time, I do feel like Arkansas is going to have a pretty solid and emphatic victory against um, Auburn. So I'm going to take Arkansas to win this game. Now, last game that we have to talk about, we have 20th ranked Florida. 4-2 4-2 on the year, taking on LSU, who is and 3-3. Florida is a 10.5-point favorite going into this game. This game is going to kick off 12 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Now, this is a really interesting game for me because I was either going to talk about this game or Oklahoma taking on TCU, and I was really close to talking about Oklahoma and TCU, but I chose this game because I'm really interested in this game because the first headline that we got to talk about is the hot seat he didn't go for ed or after losing to kentucky 42 to 21 and i have already seen a lot of lsu fans throwing out who they want to be their next head coach next season i've seen Lou fickle i've seen who else have seen i've seen a lot of people talk about how they want to try to get lane kiffin from old miss don't really know if old miss will allow lane kiffin to leave and join lsu i don't really think lane kiffin wants to lead old miss but i've also seen some people say mike tomlin i was like mike tomlin as a Stiller fan, I don't really think Mike Tomlin is going anywhere, but, you know, anything can happen. But I've just seen pretty much everybody named to be the next head coach for LSU if Ed Orgeron gets fired. Hell, you shouldn't, you know, throw me in there as well. But I think this is a really big game for Ed Orgeron for two reasons. One, because if he loses, the hot seat is going to intensify And the hot seat for him is already pretty hot right now. Like, I don't really think he really should be sitting down right now. But if he loses this game, then he won't be able to sit down at all. His butt's pretty much going to be on fire. And on top of that, if you lose this game and you keep Ed Ordron for the remainder of the season, if the athletic director for LSU says, we're not going to fire him during the season, we're just going to let this season play out. And at this point, after this loss, you probably potentially could lose the locker room if you haven't already. But on top of that, I always like to think about the flip side of things. What if Ed Ordron wins this game? What if LSU is able to pull off the upset against Florida and they move to 4 3 on the year? Now, I'm not saying a win here, you know, keeps Ed Ordron around for the remainder of the season or for next year but I really feel like a win here kind of would change the narrative about Ed Orgeron because then he will finally be able to get a big win and that's been something that I noticed that LSU fans have been churping about when it comes to Ed Orgeron this season or ever since they won a national championship with Joe Burrow in 2019 that's been that LSU hasn't really won any big games look at what happened start of the year they lost to UCLA they lost to Auburn, like, they were able to beat Mississippi State, but I I wouldn't really count that as winning a big game, like, when you've been matched up against ranked teams this year, LSU hasn't really been all that great, and on top of that, you're going to be without your star wide receiver and Keyshawn Butte, who's going to be out for the year, so you lost another playmaker on offense, so... LSU has a lot of things that they're trying to make up for. Now, I'm not really worried about the injury to Keyshawn Boutte, even though he pretty much has seemed to be like the only person that Max Johnson is throwing the football to at times. But, I mean, they have a pretty solid group of wide receivers. But the right game... I mean, there were a lot of negatives that we could take away from that Kentucky game. But I mean, at least one positive was the fact that you were finally able to get the run game going. Davis Price had 147 rushing yards, two touchdowns, had 6.7 yards per attempt. Like, he was really impressive. And if you're a Tigers fan, you have to ask yourself the question, has the rank game for LSU, JT, finally turned the corner? we shall see going against a Florida run defense that has been pretty good this year against the run. They're 25th in college football and rushing yards per game allowed. So when you look at the flip-in, look at the Florida offense. Florida has been one of the best teams in college football when it comes to running the football. Rather that be with their two quarterbacks, Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson, or with the Great group of halfbacks that they have at running back. Like, Florida's run offense is really phenomenal. And you look at LSU, a team that has struggled to stop the run all this year. I feel like they reached the lowest point last week when this run defense allowed a whopping 330 rushing yards against Kentucky. And I understand that Kentucky is a really good team, a really good running football team. But come on, man, to a lot of 330 rushing yards, man, like, that's pitiful. And Florida has the third best ground game in the nation, and they're also number one in college football in yards per attempt with 6.7. So if Kentucky's going to win this game, like, this run defense has to improve. And I don't really know if it is going to improve because it hasn't all season, especially when you look at who their linebacker coaches and coming from a Miami Hurricane fan— can't really expect all that much from Blake. And there's been a lot of LSU fans asking why has our linebacking play be so been so awful this year. Well, look who your linebackers coach is. He used to be the defensive coordinator for Miami. So I definitely feel your pain coming from a Miami Hurricane fan. So the biggest thing that I'm looking for in this game is going to be can LSU get off the field. On third down, LSU has one of the worst third down defenses in America. They allow opposing teams to convert on third down 50.68% of the time, which is 121st in college football. Now, Florida, on the flip end, is a better team than what a lot of people are giving them credit for. Like, Florida has talent. Florida is one of the more talented teams in college football, believe it or not. I believe they're a top 10 team talent wise but the reason why they have a record all four and two is because they struggle with penalties and they struggle with mental errors you know sometimes they have some mental lapses they're not always the most disciplined team you want to know what's funny the same criticism that i have for florida this year when it comes to them mentally having mental mistakes and penalties kind of was the reason why we're well, not even kind of reason was the reason why they lost this game last year remember marco wilson threw a guy's shoe downfield lsu in the field goal range won the game led by max johnson like it's pretty crazy how we're still talking about the same issues with florida so I don't feel like this game is going to be a blowout. I feel like LSU is going to compete in this game. That's one thing about LSU is like LSU is hanging around in these games. I saw that Kentucky game, like you look at that Auburn game, like, you know, I feel like Kentucky's going to hang around in this game. Now, I wonder if this offensive line is going to continue to be good when it comes to run blocking. But I feel like making sure that the run game gets going is really important because then you don't have to ask Max Johnson to do all that much. And a lot of LSU fans have been critical of Max Johnson. I'm not as low on Max Johnson as a lot of people are when it comes to LSU fans. I'm not an LSU fan, but I, you know, I feel like Max Johnson has performed pretty well, man. Like, I think Max Johnson has a bright future ahead of him. And I know that may be, you know, an unpopular opinion, but honestly, I don't feel like Max Johnson has been that bad to the point that you got to bench him. Like, I think he's performed pretty well. Now, you can say, well, JT, he's only throwing to Keyshawn butte Keyshawn Boute is bailing him out every play. I I mean, I understand that. But honestly, like I feel like Max Johnson has played pretty solid this year. Although he's been heavily, you know, critical at times, making, you know, some crazy plays. Like when he tried to throw the football behind his back and things like that. You know, but I think that Max Johnson is showing a lot of problems. Like, I definitely feel like next year, if LSU can get this whole head coaching and coaching staff situated, like I feel like he could do some damage. But I'm gonna take Florida to get the victory. I think they win this game. 28 to 24 is my final score prediction in this game. Like, I really can't see LSU getting blown out by Florida. Like, I really feel like LSU is going to hang around in this game. And I know you're going to be like, well, JT, LSU isn't that good. I understand that. But at the same time, like, I I just have a weird feeling about this game. When you look at how crazy this season has been so far in college football, like, there's been a lot of upsets that have taken place and that's a big reason why I want to talk about this game, because I really feel like there's a strong chance that LSU could shock everybody and pull off the upset, and you also got to remember that, you know, they're playing this game at home, I believe, so I mean, like, I really feel like LSU has a better chance of winning this game than what a lot of people are giving them credit for, but I'm still going to roll with Florida to win, I think they barely squealed this one now, I think they went 27 to 24, I don't think the ground game is going to be that effective this week, I think that maybe last week was just a one, one-off one occurrence because you look at Kentucky their run defense hasn't really been all that great but you know if they're able to get the run game going then yeah that's definitely going to be a positive that definitely increases their chances of winning the game however their run defense probably will be their downfall you're not going to win a lot of games when you're allowing teams to run for over 300 yards against you and with Florida being one of the best rushing attacks well with Florida having one of the best rushing attacks in all of college football I definitely don't think that well for that LSU defense, so I think that Floyd's probably going to run for a lot of yards in this game, probably over 200 rushing yards, I think Emory Jones has a good day, and all in all, I'm going to take Florida to get the victory, but you guys let me know who you guys have winning this game down in the comment section down below, and I appreciate you guys for listening to this episode of the JT Sports Podcast, if you enjoyed, make sure that you go ahead and leave a five-star review on the podcast, share the podcast on your social media platforms with your friends, family. Family and acquaintances and i will see you guys with another episode of the jt sports podcast